Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Teddy, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Teddy, can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. Well there we go. Very efficient. Very efficient Widdicombe. Yeah, I like Teddy as a name. This is our son Teddy having a go at saying your names. He turns two on Sunday, and I started listening to the pod during night feeds when he was tiny. We've been so excited for the day you can say your names. This podcast has got me through a lot and never miss an episode. We came to see the live show last year and loved it. I hope you'll tour again. Are we touring again, Josh? Let's get our stand-up tours out of the way first, Rob. Out the way. <laughs> out the way. I've got my first gig back tomorrow night. I don't need to think about the lockdown parenting hell tour of 2028. <laughs> Just enjoy the process of it, Josh. I do enjoy the pro- I wrote some stand-up yesterday, Rob. I was fucking loving it. And then I realised that is the best bit, isn't it? When you go, I've written down some ideas that I'm going to say out loud. Oh, Friday afternoon. They're funny. Let's see if they're funny Sunday night. What, do you want to? I'm doing a gig in January. If you want to do it on the 24th of January in Soho around 4:30. Yes, please. It's called Rob Beckett and at least one friend. Oh, can I put that in my diary now? Yeah, you can do that. Because as we had Steve a merchant the other day. Yeah, thought about that because I put an Instagram story up about the fact I was starting stand up again. Yeah. Tour to follow at some point, guys. Stephen Merchant texted me, but he texted me like. We had a conversation like we would have had in 2008 or nine. Yeah. Where it was like, what gigs do you do? What, could you recommend some good... Where we were like talking to each other about which are the good gigs to do. That's what's amazing. He's like, couldn't be more established, more recognised, more successful in the UK and America. Greatest sitcom of all time, The Office, he co-created. Yeah. Worth an absolute fortune. Still loves scrapping around for little gigs <laughs> in so because nothing's better than stand-up. That's what, It's my favourite thing to do. So he was brilliant. He came and did it because the show I do is called Rob Beckett and at least one friend Yeah, to make it easier to book. But yeah, he, Lloyd Griffith's done one. You're going to do one. Stephen Merchant's done one. They're supposed to be a surprise, but the ticket's already sold already. 4.30. That's good, isn't it? It's lovely, isn't it? Everyone's over. Six or in the oh. fucking boozer. Oh, I Normally are. at home. Yeah. <laughs> Normally straight to the MPC car park, heading back yeah. to London. It's like park nearby. <laughs> Soho doesn't sound Even though ideal. it's a 4.30 p.m. start, you'll still get people going, any chance I can go on first, I can get back early. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more normal time gigs coming up, but I think a lot of people are quite up for them start times. How big is it? 180 or something, 150, 200. I sometimes think if you've got kids as well, it's easier to get someone and they're at school to have them after school for a few hours. And then say you come to that shower at four, you can get home by eight o'clock and grab the kids. Anyway, Josh, let's talk about your kids. Let's stop talking about us and stand up. I've just had a bad incident, Rob. Oh no, what's happened? Literally between. So we're recording the Tuesday and the Friday episodes. This is together. Yes. I went down to make a tea between them. Rose said, you slagged me off yet? Oh. I said, no, no. Why would I have slagged you off? Yeah. She said, because you always do. Oh, 
okay. We're laughing, but you know. Getting in your head, mid yeah. cold, yeah. And then I said, all oh, right, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're going to do one of those Lou and Rose response episodes soon. Mm. She said, yeah, I've been keeping notes. Ooh. Well, this needs to get set up for next week. <laughs> oh, God. I find, because I'm normally at my office, but because it's Christmas and New Year and we're a bit all over the place, I'm doing these ones from home yeah. on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Yeah. And it's always quite difficult because this is our job. This is work. We get paid to do this and we have to do this and we have to deliver yep. episodes by so, as much as we love it. If we yep. just didn't do it, there's yep. consequences. We'd break our contract. We'd break it. Got it. I said to I was like, oh, Lou, I'm going to go in to do it now. So if you could keep the kids quiet, <laughs> if you don't mind just keeping the lid on the kids while I'm going to go in there and talk about looking after them <laughs> while you look after them, okay? So Rose has got a bit of an issue with you, actually, hasn't she? Has she? Well, it seems like it. She wants to come on and she's kept notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's something to look forward to. Did she want to tease us for anything or should we just save it for the next we'll time? save it. I don't know what it is. You texted me the other day saying you had quite a stressful 48 hours and you was away from home or something. Just as a nice thing to start. Yeah. Do you want to say how wonderful Rose is? Should we do New Year messages to our wives? <laughs> New Year's thanks. New Year's thanks on the honours list. Oh, yeah. The Parenting Hell's <laughs> honours list. Lou Rose every year. <laughs> so I should just say, I, I received a tip. You know, Faye, who works off the curb. Of course you do. Off the curb. So agent Faye's, um, she will have booked you into that Roger Black estate agent gig. Oh, yeah. She's an agent, but also does a lot of the corporate work, doesn't she? She sent me a great idea, Rob. Okay. She sent me a video. She said, you should mention this on the show. And I thought, I will. So you know those squeegees that window cleaners use? Yeah. Not just a professional, but you'd use it to maybe... If you're cleaning your car windscreen or whatever. So the squashy one was material or the one that just... The one that's a line, yeah. a plastic line, yeah. and it just makes it bone dry. Yeah, yeah. A video of a mum who'd taken one to the park and she was just using it on all of the things, on the slide. Oh, that is a game changer. She's on the honours list. <laughs> she's on the honours list. Carol Vorderman, she's on the honours list. Yeah. Big week for her. Isn't that a great idea? It is, it is. It's mad. It look, makes you look mad. It does make you look, yeah. Your kids are a bit old for it now, but yeah. I mean, I haven't gone out and bought one, but I think it's a brilliant idea. I think you should and do some Instagram videos about okay, it. Okay, I'm going to order one now. I would say, though, if it's that rainy, I'm not going to the park. No, but sometimes there's just a bit of water, isn't there? There's just a bit of residue. Yeah, because it sort of can't slide off. Yeah, no, no, I'm all for it. I think it's a great idea, especially if you go to the park as much as you do. Exactly. Rob? Yeah. Add to basket. I'll do your video for next week. <laughs> I would love to know what anyone's most immediate purchase of all time was. £7.62. Have I told you the story about the radio host? My friend's a producer and they had a radio host that was quite well off. And someone came in the show, they interviewed, and I don't want to say who it is, I don't get in any trouble. And they was interviewing someone who was famous. They come on the radio show to chat to the host. And the host was like, wow, you're in really great shape. What you been doing? And the guy said, oh, I've got this new rowing machine. Have I told this? Yeah, story? you've heard. And he just bought it there and then. Yeah, so rowing machine. And he literally went, oh, what's it called? I'm typing this at Amazon. My mate saw over his shoulder. He bought like a two and a half grand rowing machine. Fuck it, yeah. It's not only having the two and a half grand to do that. It's yeah. knowing you've got the space. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bigger flex, isn't it? Why are you in radio if you've got that kind of money? Anyway. Normally divorce. Normally divorce. <laughs> divorce or addiction. They're the big they're the big money drainers. Or addicted to divorce, some people. Some people are. So, 
you're like this. I was in the park. Right, obviously. So what will happen is my daughter will ride her bike and then my son will go on the scooter. Helmets? Yes, and I'll push him along. Yeah. So it's basically, it's a way of just pushing him along, but occasionally I'll give him a big push and he'll go 10, 20 yards or whatever, yeah? yeah? So I give him a big push. We're on the, like, the, the road bit that's in the park and he veers off, hits the pavement oh. straight over. Yep. Yeah? And I thought, this could be bad, but what do you do? You don't react. Yeah? I mean, you, I, I, no, I'd say you, you react, but not you don't you completely ignore him. You don't go, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you yeah. don't do that. Yeah. You get him up and you go, it's all fine. Yeah. And I thought, I'll push him straight away again. Yeah. So that it's like getting back on the horse and he was fine. And then an old bloke, old East End bloke, was walking past, watched the whole thing. Never felt such pride as this moment, Rob. He went, Good to see some old school parenting. <laughs> Respect. Get back on that fucking scooter, boy. Yeah. I thought, I'm crying. Wipe the blood out of your mouth. Get on with it. You lines. I'm so pleased with myself. That is good, though, because you do see a lot of people like, it's called helicopter parenting where they're all over them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Because they're not really hurt, are they? No, exactly. Well done, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Even the geezers of East London just absolutely smashing it together. Yeah, well, here's the other side of me, Rob. Go on. You started hitting them. Settle an argument, because I said to Rose I'd bring this up. Okay. On the show. You judge for this. We went to see Dear England. There's a play about Gareth Southgate. Are you aware of this? No, I'm not. I'm not, actually, really. What about his Aston Villa days? <laughs> yeah. There's a play in the West End about Gareth Southgate's time as England manager. Really? He's not done anything. It's to- about him changing the culture of the England football team. Okay. And who he is and what. It's really good. Is it? I was going to say, I just didn't feel like there was enough source material. No, there is actually. I wouldn't say Harry Kane will be delighted with his portrayal. Oh, no. As one of the thickest men ever living. Do you know what? He's not at all. He's very with it. He's not. Funny. He's not. It's just his voice. And when he's doing straight interviews. The guy who plays Harry Kane. Is fucking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it's the only time I think anyone's ever been to the theatre, and I never thought I'd say these words. I went, that is a fucking good impression of Alex Scott. Oh, was she? The woman that played Alex Scott. There's a bit about... Fucking hell, what's going on here? <laughs> it's, what, it's my Stanley Cup. Who got me a Stanley yeah, Cup? That's what all the cool mums have at school, I think. Yeah. It's like a thing on Instagram. How heavy is that? Fucking heavy, mate. Hold it next to your head. It's bigger than my head. It's like me WD-40. It's bigger than your head. Give me WD-40 out of it. <laughs> you live in a world where nothing's the right size. Oh, I know. It's magic, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, she was great, the Alex Scott. Do you know what? She was so good, Rob. I almost went up to apologise for ignoring her at Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Just to sort of play it out and get it. <laughs> Just make a wrong, right, right, wrong. Sorry, Alex. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, so why are we talking about Gareth Southgate? So, it's a matinee. Yeah. I've never been to a matinee during the week before. Yeah. What I'd say is we were the youngest people there by 20 years. Sure, okay. <laughs> it was them some old people there. So, there was a queue down the road, and then we joined the back of the queue, and then it transpired there was another queue that was like coming the other side of the road and joining. And we, you know, you often get it in the Pleasance Courtyard at Edinburgh, you get these like split queues and then people join the back of the... Yeah. Anyway, the queue was moving. 
and then we joined, and then it transpired we joined halfway between right the queue, and I was like, we've got to join the back, and Rose was like, it doesn't matter. It's sort of a bit of a bum fight. No one's going to call you out on it. No, that's what she said. She, her actual words were when I started panicking. I was like, we can't do this. We've got to join the back. Yeah. She said, what? Do you think someone's going to sell the story to the Daily Mail? Yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. And I was like, no, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, fair enough. And I said, oh, I'll bring it up on the podcast. I'll let Rob settle who was in the right and who was in the wrong. I'd say sometimes... Although maybe that's not the... What the right thing to do in that situation? Well, I think normally it's absolutely fine. However, sometimes the TV tax, you don't want to be known as Joshua Lickham, the queue jumper. No, no. But I think if it's coming from numerous sources, the queue, I think you're fine to ride it out and just ignorance is bliss. Yeah, that's what we did. Can I ask you a question about what you So in the swimming, you know when you take your kids swimming? Yeah. They need to go to the toilet. Yeah. They go to the toilet. Do you or the kids or whoever... After you've been to the toilet, it's a swimming pool toilet just adjacent to the swimming pool. Do you wash your hands after going to the toilet? Uh, yeah. Yep, yeah, I agree. Now, Lou said, no, you don't need to. I was like, that is mental. Of course you do. What if you've got... What, some- because of the swimming pool? Yeah, because you're going in the swimming pool. I was like, no, you've got to wash your hands. Because it's got chlorine. Yeah, exactly. But then you don't want to make the swimming pool dirty for other people. Anyway, this was like a wee anyway. We're like a massive shit. Don't panic. Yeah, yeah. Then I saw the other question. You've been to the toilet in the swimming pool toilets. You wash your hands. Do you dry them? Oh, no. No. There was a man there drying his hands. I'm like, you're about to go swimming. You must have been your old body. Just little dry hands. Yeah, I swear, I was like, why are you drying your hands in the toilet? Anyway, was it good, dear England? It's fucking brilliant, but it closes the day this episode goes out. You off, Lou? No, no. Also, Lou's in the living room where I am, or the front room, whatever you want to call it, and... She's off to a kid's party today. And I said, are you coming to say goodbye? And Lou's now realised she hasn't got a present for the party. <gasps> and can I just explain? Can she explain? So you can, you can explain. Yeah, go on, so, Talk into the... Periodically, when I go past Smiggle, I go in and I buy maybe 15 things oh, all at once. Gosh, Smig- 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 such a fucking good parent. Never pay full price. They've always got 40% off. Yeah, yeah. And I buy lovely stationery sets that yeah. girls love and I have them all in the cupboard. What I didn't do was check my stock, and now I don't have oh, no. one for the party. And I'd what, also forgotten about the party. I do, I do have trade size WD-40. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lou, so Lou's now wandering around the house trying to find a present for a birthday party. <laughs> no, Lou, can we not? I don't want to discuss re-gifting on the podcast. People will listen. <laughs> Lou's going to the shop on the way instead. Just a <laughs> wink. <laughs> We've got a new cleaner, Rob. Okay. Her English isn't brilliant. Okay, sure. Where's she from? Spain. Spanish, okay. Yeah. How's your Spanish? Improving. Okay. Poco. Because I do Google Translate to text her. Yeah. The last one she sent me, I didn't need to translate. I knew it. Oh, really? Was it gracias? Muchas gracias, she says, which is thank you. She still texts in Spanish, even stuff like muchas gracias. She texts in Spanish. Fully. Yeah, and then I text her in Spanish. We've decided that the language we're going to translate into is Spanish, rather than... Oh, rather than let her... I'm doing the legwork. Yeah. <laughs> but then, to be fair, in the relationship, she's mainly doing the legwork because yeah, she's cleaning. Like... <laughs> 
Yeah, the piano work. Yeah. That's leg in Spanish. Okay, perfecto. Si voy al lunes eight. Muchas gracias. That is... Okay, great. See you on Monday the 8th. Muchas gracias. Thank Lovely. you. Lovely. That's good. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, first day she turns up, Rob. Yeah. I just got out of the shower. Yep. I'm in a towel and a t-shirt, and I answer the door. Towel and t-shirt? I'm in a towel, yeah. and then I put on a t-shirt to go and answer the door. Answer the door. Hola. Is that a name? <laughs> I say, wait there, I'm just going to um go and get changed. Yeah. Point to my bedroom. And then I walk up to my bedroom, <laughs> start taking the towel off, turn around, and she's just stood there. <laughs> <laughs> What did she say? It's already clean. <laughs> she thought you were saying, come with me. You were saying, I'm yeah, going. Yeah, she thought I was saying, come to my bedroom. We'll start the cleaning there. <laughs> God, you must have thought you was a right freak. <laughs> so uh, there we go. That happened. I want to hear about your kid. You said your son wouldn't go asleep at your father-in-law's or something. Uh, here we go. This is where it starts. All right, so it gets juicy, yeah? Post-Christmas. A lot of people to fit in. Take my daughter down to Devon. Mm-hmm. We do the family down there. I just go with my daughter because it's much easier to just, we can get the train together. Yep. She loves the train down. And then we can get the train back. If I took my son, it would just be a faff. Right. Okay. And he won't remember it anyway. Lou's just show me a present. Sorry, they run out. Go on. What is it? Big Teddy. I think she ordered an extra one by accident. And then she's got a big Teddy. The girl's got a big Teddy. Yeah. The girl's an eight, though. That is not a present for an eight-year-old. <laughs> you can't give an eight-year-old a teddy. I looked in Lou's eyes, and she's been round the old house. And I was like, That's, she's got nothing else apart from the big teddy here. Can't she just go for Irish, I suppose, where you live? We ordered a big teddy for the six-year-old, and two arrived by accident. And then I think, I don't know what they did, but we had a spare teddy. Yeah. So she's got big teddy. Let's see how that goes down. The parents will probably listen to this. That's what we're dealing with here, Josh. And there's no way of getting to a shop on the way. The party starts in 40 minutes. And I'd say they're a 35-minute drive away. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know what I'd do in that situation? What's that? I'd go, you're not going to believe this. I've left the present at home wrapped. I'll bring it in on Monday. Yeah, that is a shower. Then you've got to go to a shop tomorrow. The other option is a big teddy for an eight-year-old, Rob. <laughs> the eight-year-olds still like big teddies, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, but do they want a gift? Yeah. Do they want it? To be received in public. I don't know. Lou? (laughs) (laughs) You'll be fine. It's an angel teddy. They all love Stitch now. The older kids love Stitch and Angel, don't they? Yeah. Spoiler alert. No, the child's getting it in a minute. This isn't going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't live. This isn't live. The parents aren't at home listening to this. No. Anyway, so you've gone down to Devon. Come back up. It's a nice little trip. Nice trip. We had three different people around on Boxing Day. We've done a lot of people. Yeah. Then the next day, we're driving to Lewis near Brighton to see Rose's dad and his wife. We get there. It's very nice. Then it's night time, Rob. And you don't go there much, do you, with the kids during the year, do you? It's more of a, like a visiting family at Christmas kind of thing. We've never stayed there. We'd normally go in the day and come back because it's not that far away. Yeah. So we brought a travel cot, Rob. But they've got a bed for the two kids. My son still sleeps in a cot. I think he's getting to the end of it. Yeah, because how old are you now? Two? Two. He's ready to leave the car. <laughs> Why? You think you got him a bed? Because we're redoing the house this year. Right. 
not completely redoing it, but there's various rooms that are going to be changed. You don't want a big bed that you've got to move in and out to paint it and stuff, is it? We're just like, we'll just do it then. Yeah. Because we're doing his room. Yeah, he'll be in that cot he's six now. We'll be doing your room at some point, mate. Don't <laughs> you so let's not rush to the bed. Okay. Anyway, they've got a bed set up that both kids can sleep in. Both kids are very excited about this. Lovely. Little sleepover. Yeah. Moment they get in the bed, it's obvious it's not going to happen. <laughs> There's no fucking way they're both suddenly sleeping in a bed together. They've never done it before. So they're just not into it at all. He hates it. She's up for it, but go and get the travel cot from the car. Yeah. Coming with the travel cot. They're quite small as well, travel cots, aren't they? Yeah, it's far too small, Rob. It's far too small. (laughs) He is fucking furious. My daughter's like, well, he goes to sleep in your room. Can I sleep in your room as well? Oh, the cot's in your room. Yeah, we put a bed on the floor. Of our room, so all four of us are now in our room. Right, okay. See, my instinct on this situation would be, why don't you just sleep with your daughter in the one room and Rose sleeps with your son in the other room and just lay with him until he gets to sleep? Well, that's what we did on holiday. That's what we did on holiday. Because the bed in the other room is like a small child's bed. Right, okay. I needed to go in the double. And (laughs) so my daughter's lying on the floor. He won't go to sleep in the travel court. No. He's stood up. He's furious. He's saying, I want to go home. This is about 8 p.m. by this point. Yep. We try him on the double bed. Yep. No dice. So he's not even laying down. He's just wandering around going, nope. Yeah. He's just wandering around going, nope. This point, I said to Rose, I genuinely think I'm going to have to just drive him home. Is this in front of him as well? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Me suggesting that is really ups the I want to go home. Once he hears me offer yeah. it as an option... <laughs> I mean, once he's heard his dad go, I might drive him home. Absolute disaster, Rob. So how, what happened? Well, I didn't lose my head. Rose's like, they've got dinner on the table as well at this point. Oh. I basically have to go out and go, we're going to have to relay for dinner. Rose is going to sit in there. I'm going to come out and have dinner with you, and then I'm going to go in. Yeah. Rose is going to come out. So I have dinner with them. Rose just sits in the bedroom and just ignores him. Eventually, after half an hour to 45 minutes, he goes down. Oh, hang on. There's a kid screaming, Josh. Sorry, can I... Here we go. No worries. One second. Sorry. I'm back. Sorry. Oh, God. What was that? Do you reckon many podcasts, one of the hosts has to leave and go and wipe a child's arse? (laughs) I can't see Alistair Campbell doing it. (laughs) Do you think Rory Stewart does it himself? <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. So you're 45 minutes trying to get him to sleep. That's where we ended it, wasn't it? Yeah, 45 minutes trying to get him to sleep. Eventually, he goes down. Yeah. Rose comes out. My daughter's still awake. This is 10 to 9 by now. She's trying to sleep on the floor. Yeah, but obviously she's been there for the whole thing. Yeah. So she's like, you go in and deal with our daughter. About half nine, we get her down. Do you know, I don't think that's too bad for Christmas. My kids have been going to bed well late. The fucking bedtimes at Christmas have got out of hand. It's mental. It's insane. Also, my daughter doesn't sleep in. It's not like she goes to bed at 10 and wakes up at 9. I'm like, bloody hell, I need to get her back on earlier bedtime so she gets ready. She's up at 6 every day. We've not been down before 9pm now for so long. Yeah. No, it's 9. So like, we'll try and get them up earlier. My younger one sort of goes to sleep earlier, but my, she was still awake at quarter to 10 last night. She was knocking around. It's fucking mental. It's fucking absolutely insane. 
It's weird. I think it's because it gets dark so early. They're just used to being dark. Where it's like it's easier in like spring and autumn, where it's a bit like, oh, it's getting a bit dark now. Go, to, but like in the summer and winter, it's like. Is it ever possible to drag it back once it's gone? No. So basically, school will properly tie them out. So now they're back at school. They'll go to bed at ten, but they'll wake up at six or seven. But they're not just like laying on the sofa watching They're like having to like think and do sport yeah, 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 and yeah. write and all that. So that'll that'll knock about, and they'll be absolutely awful. But so this is Friday now, so I imagine we've obviously recorded this earlier in the week. They'll be absolutely terrible Friday night. Yeah. So tonight the kids are gonna be horrific and sh- and aggy. The next day, I just realised, Rob. Yeah. By this point, I'm done talking. I've done enough socialising for Christmas. Right. I hit that wall as well, where it's like, I just don't want to sit down with people and eat a mince pie and talk about the telly or what's going on. Yeah. So it's just unfair on whoever comes last. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just realised I'm offering nothing in conversation because I'm just talked out. <laughs> well, that's what, I think that's what Christmas does. And that's a bit, you know, we talk about birthdays and stuff in January. It's like people are done with catching up with people. Yeah. Do you know what? The moment I knew I was talked out was I was in the toilet at Rose's dad's. I was doing a, a BuzzFeed quiz on whether I'm an introvert. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. hundred percent. You got hundred percent on introvert. Yeah. It was like, you're a big introvert was basically the. And what does that mean? I think you just, you find socializing tiring and stressful. Yes. I think you are an introvert as well, probably. Yeah, I think I enjoy going out and doing gigs, which feels like is an extrovert thing, but that's because I'm in control of it. You know, one talks back. Yeah, there's not many people I can sit down with and it's not a bit of an effort to have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I do sort of sometimes, like, if you are chatting to someone and the chat's not quite good enough, I sort of feel like I could be watching, like, Game of Thrones instead of talking to you. (laughs) <laughs> I could just be looking at the internet. There's so much more on there than what you could offer. But then sometimes you sit and chat to someone, it's really fun. It is. When you're in the mood. But it drains you. It absolutely drains you. Ellis James, who we've had on this, I was talking to him about it because he's like this. He cycled to Kennington on Christmas night just to be on his own. He just went for a bike ride. I think as well, I do think it's overwhelming when you've got kids because they are constantly ask questions and talk to you like it's every second like dad but and it's all nice stuff and it's lovely and you feel really mean for being tired by it but it's like your brain constantly has to engage and answer rather than it totally. just being quiet so i think when you've got young kids and there'll be people with teenagers now going i wish they spoke to me yeah yeah, yeah totally but it's the fact you start the day that moment you, you start the day you're talking to someone i mean you are starting the day at 6 a.m with your teeth tea, your teeth your feet being tickled Exactly, yeah. And then they're immediately in your face going, I'm hungry. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. where's my iPad? I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, the next day, we drop in on Susie Ruffle and Alice and their daughter. Oh, because they live down that way, don't they? Yeah. And it was very nice. Oh, they got a real empty shell of a Josh Widdicombe that day. They didn't get me on my A game. I still delivered, but they knew. <laughs> yeah, it, weren't, it weren't vintage. It wasn't vintage, mate. And then we get in the car. It's an hour and a half home. And I'm like, we're both just desperate for... This will be our first evening to ourselves. Yeah. The whole Christmas. Because Rose's mum's been there. She's had an operation just before Christmas. Yeah, she stayed with you for a couple of weeks, didn't she, over Christmas? Yeah. 
So just you and Rose is the first night together in weeks. Just me and Rose. And the next day is the first day nursery's back open. And Rose's mum and Rose's sister are going to take my daughter out. So we're going to have the house to ourselves. Oh, lovely. Nice little day together. Yeah. So like we've done it. We've got to the end of Christmas. And then <laughs> got to the end. driving along, my sat-nav, literally, as I get to a roundabout, says, do you want to change route? As I pull off the roundabout, it removes the do you want to change route option. It literally gave me a second to readapt my route on a roundabout. <laughs> yep. By failing that, we then get caught in an hour and a half tailback. <laughs> Sat completely stationary. Kids awake or asleep at that point? They're awake. They're watching their iPads. Do they watch them in the car? Mine get a bit sick doing that. Yeah, they can watch them in the car. Which They've is... never watched their iPads in the car, mine. They wouldn't watch it to school or anything. I know, I'm not criticising, but ours have just never done it. We just go, no. And then I was once in a long taxi journey and I gave my daughter, she watched her iPad and then she threw up. So, yes, for some reason, it works in the car, but not in the taxi. Right, okay. I think it's because it's attached to the seat, so it's stationary. Oh. We've got an attachment that attaches it to the back of the seat in front, so it's like a screen on the back. And headphones on, headphones off? We'd like headphones on, but they're always off. Okay, so they're watching two separate things? Yeah, but my daughter's often playing games. Right, okay, fair enough. I hate that noise of the... Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, it's awful. Yeah. Okay, cool. So at least they've got their iPad, so they're fine. Yeah. Hour and a half tailback, and then Rose's mum who's doing us a big favour by taking our daughter out the next day. Yeah. Says, um, am I right to stay at yours tonight? Because obviously there's no room with your sisters and um, they'll be helping getting your daughter out. So there goes our evening together. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> She's doing us a big favour. So I'd say, yeah, it's a good swap. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Great to have that day out. But then would you rather have 14 nights of you and your wife? <laughs> I'm not being drawn on that. <laughs> anyway, so she did love it. But anyway, so she's standing at yours. Yeah. So your evening together's gone, but you still got the day tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And Lovely. also, we were going to get back at 6.15, start a bedtime. Now we're getting back at 8. Fine. Lovely. 7.30, text from Rose's mum. Yep. She's shut her finger in the door of an Uber. Oh, no. Doesn't say this at the time, but genuinely, the door has shut. So she's had to open the door to get her finger out. Okay. Okay. How's she text? Other hand, I imagine. Yeah. Is she right? Or I'm not... The text doesn't convey quite how shaken she is by the situation. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Because it is a funny injury. We're all aware of that. Yeah, it is funny. It is a, She's it's... done it turning up at our house. Yeah. So she goes into our house. Obviously, we're not there. Mm. She then goes to the neighbour. She needs to go to A&E. Oh, God, is that bad? It's that bad. She needs to go to A&E. Oh, no. So our neighbour, thank you, Pauline... Takes her to A&E. <laughs> and this is your evening in together. This is my evening in together. Get back at eight. Obviously, Pauline can't stay with her, but she's feeling faint, so she can't be left on her own. Yeah, so Pauline's dropped her off at A&E. No, Pauline sat in A&E with her. Oh, big up Pauline. Yeah, fucking legend. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'll have to go and take over from Pauline. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you just... Do you know what? I think A&E with the mother-in-law is a better bet than trying to get two kids bathed in bed at 8 o'clock. In a way, in a way, <laughs> in a way it is. I'd say you, you, you've lucked out there. You've almost felt like you set up this Uber injury. I'd say I have lucked out. I'd say Rose, and I'm, Rose would admit this, 
had reached a point of frustration with us losing her evening where she wouldn't have been good company at the hospital. Because then she's got her evening. She's got her own evening. The kids gone to sleep at about 10. You and the mother-in-law are out on the night on the tiles. Yeah. In urgent care. The night before the junior doctor's strike, which my mother-in-law describes as a good time to go to A&E. I don't think that's... Get in quick before they have a bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're in A&E with your mother-in-law. And a... So what's wrong with that? Is her finger okay? Well, she's got a stuff on it. It's, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. When I get there. Do you remember when I went to A&E for my chest before Christmas? Same A&E. Also, by the way, someone said that you had pleurisy. What's that? So pleurisy, I think they diagnose you wrong, they were saying. You know, you said you had like terrible pain where you couldn't breathe in and out? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, it's like when you have a really bad chest infection, there's thin layers of tissue that separate your lungs from your chest wall. If they become inflamed, then basically every time you sort of breathe, they hit up against your chest wall. Oh, Wow. Yeah, that does sound exactly what I've got. Sharp chest pain that worsens during breathing, and that can come inflamed when you've got a really bad chest infection. Yeah, I did have pleurisy. Bloody hell. Sometimes felt in the shoulder? Uh, well, you know my neck and shoulders. Maybe worse when you cough, sneeze, or move around. It may be relieved by taking shallow breaths. Antibiotics for bacterial infection, that's what I did. Well, there we go. I had pleurisy. Bloody hell. I take it back for laughing, because you did have... It was more than a chest infection. It was more than a, what was it? Pe- pectus <laughs> infectio. Pectus infectio, yeah. So, yeah, so it's the same A&E that you was in for your chest infection. Tell you what, yeah. it really brought home to me quite how fast you get through with a chest infection and asthma. You're the fucking king of A&E, mate. <laughs> yeah, because I think a finger injury on an adult, they don't give a yeah, fuck. You might as well just go home and hope for the best. Oh, man. <laughs> but asthma and chest infection, you're straight in. This sounds like I'm making this up, Rob. Yeah. The weight was such, and this is not a point to have a go at the NHS. This is a point to have a go at why the junior doctors are striking, because they need more money. The weight was such, one bloke ordered a kebab. (laughs) What, in A&E? In A&E. He ordered a kebab. Do they sell kebabs there? No, he got Deliveroo. He didn't eat it in there. Yeah, he brought it in. No. This... Again, sounds like I'm making it up. Yeah. Yeah. He offered a bloke a chip (laughs) in the row behind us. And the guy said, better not. I've just had a heart attack. (laughs) And he's still in the queue. I'd say heart attack rushes you through, surely. Yeah. There was a guy also who had a full-on bandage around his head like a fucking cartoon. (laughs) <laughs> like Terry Butcher in the World Cup like there. Terry Butcher and he was just sat there this guy for fucking hours these people are so overworked anyway well yeah that's the thing there's just not enough of them and they're not getting paid enough it's a joke yeah it's unbelievable so we get in there I get there at eight <laughs> someone brought a laptop as well doing a bit of work doing a bit of work how much of an emergency is that? I always take a couple of iPads, one for each person. Yeah, I like, should. Treat you like a plane journey. If you're going to A&E, it's a long haul flight. That was a mistake. A charger. Did you take a phone charger? I took a charger. Yeah, come on. It's not your yeah, first yeah. rodeo at Urgent Care, the old UC. Exactly. We Urgent Care. It's the Urgent Care, then A&E, isn't it? Yeah. So we went in, took it for an extra. Long story short, you go through all these different stages where you think you've reached the doctor, but you haven't. Yeah. Bang on midnight, we got seen. <gasps> Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Josh. 
So you've driven from Lewis to Brighton, or Brighton to Hackney. Now you're in A and E. God, what was wrong with the fit? Uh, no break. They dressed the finger. Right. Was it stitches or anything? Uh, no. No. I can show you a picture, actually. I haven't got my phone on me. No, I, do you know what? It's not a good enough picture. I was going to send it to you to start the A&E story. I forgot. It was a picture of a Christmas tree in A&E, and it's the bleakest picture <laughs> I remember. Oh, God. Midnight. So, and then the next day, is your mother-in-law's finger too sore to take your daughter out? No, no, no. She did take her out. Thank God. Oh, God. Where'd they go? Bowling? No, they went to, like... Um, <laughs> A They went to like this museum of balls or something. Basically, oh, it was a fucking massive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to see a museum of balls, mate? Go to my local gym. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, lovely. Because of testicles. Yeah, nice. <laughs> a museum of balls. It was like a huge ball pool, basically. Right. Okay. Cool. Mad lights and stuff. It's like a kind of. And so, what did you do on your special day together? I don't even remember. I had to get stuff done, like not big stuff. Uh, it's called the Balloon Museum. Right. And Motion Air, and she said it's absolutely incredible and would recommend it to everyone, the Balloon Museum. Okay, fair enough. Balloon Museum it is. Yeah. You can go, Josh's mother-in-law came with a broken finger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She went to the Balloon Museum. I had to, like, <laughs> sort out the house and stuff, Rob, because it was just post-Christmas fucking shitstorm and we're going to the Gareth Southgate play the next day so we didn't have any time (laughs) that was a nice day out though yeah that was lovely lovely we went to the cinema to watch Napoleon such a weird film mate what is that who's in that who's Napoleon this little French geezer (laughs) (laughs) Um, anything else you want to share or should we do a quick correspondence oh oh, I did think of something Rob sorry go go on go on in the middle of all of this, mm. that shitstorm. Yeah. I got a text from Michael on our group saying that he was bored in the Maldives. <laughs> yeah, producer Michael's in the Maldives at the moment. He was right. He was running out of books and he was bored and he was going to have to take a scuba diving course for something to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sat at A&E doing a quiz about whether I'm an introvert in the toilet of my father-in-law's house. Yeah, so enjoy the Maldives, Michael, you bastard. <laughs> I'm a bastard. I hate you. You're, you're there with Marvin and Rochelle Humes. He said none of this is making the edit. <laughs> Fair enough. He's in charge. Right. Here we go. Correspondence. Hello. I thought you and the listeners should know that I tested the distract a tantrum in child by asking them to remember something. Technique you mentioned in a previous episode on my maybe second child over the festive period. It worked brilliantly. Yes, yeah, someone said... The, the bit of your brain for memory is the same bit of your brain that you use for being angry. So if you do that, it re-engages the brain. So how do you do it? So I'd get angry. Can I use it with Rose? I don't know if it works on adults. They, they might get wise to it. They'll go, like, why are you asking me about something? Where So I think with a kid, if they're getting all angry, and I want this, I want that. And you can go, it's Bluey, the blue one, or is he the orange one? Right. And it's something that's going, no, he's obviously... And then you can start shifting it to talk about that or remembering something that like, did you go down the big side or the little side? It's something they're quite passionate about or excited about or they bring up a lot for them to remember or going, has granddad got a beard or no beard? Something that they definitely would know and they can remember. I'll try it with Rose. Yes, I'm going to do the squeegee. What were the other things I was going to do this week? Squeegee. Squeegee, the tickling game. And Rose is going to get angry with me and I'm going to say... Even if that's like Rose. So she'll get angry with me and I'll go, what were Tamagotchis all about, eh? 
Yeah, and in that way, you're practicing your set for your new stand-up as well as Carmen Benoit. <laughs> Perfect. Do you remember the broom cupboard? Right, <laughs> that's what I do. Right. Pop-Tart. This is a Christmas one, so we'll do this one. So it's out of the way, So, but you have to remember it for next year. Early Christmas morning tip. Dear Rob and Josh, I'm currently listening to the post-Christmas episode and hearing how early you were both up on Christmas morning. Ouch. I thought you might want a little hack we use to get a bit longer in bed on the big day. This will work well for Josh, but not sure so much for Rob. We tell our kids, Wilf age five and Ivy nearly two, that Father Christmas delivers alphabetically. Our surname is Wire, so he doesn't get us till 7am. Oh. That's a good one. Thanks for the pod. It's currently keeping me going on January the 2nd, first day back. Back to work in a sodden garden in Surrey, Joe Wyatt from Red Hill. So that's a good one if you are low down in the alphabet. I used to hate being low down in the alphabet at school. Yeah, my kids are as obsessed with it. They go, so-and-so's in that one at the end, but I'm because I'm Beckett, I'm clear. Of the, it's a real hierarchy. Yeah. And occasionally they'd print out the register and I'd get cut off the bottom if it was like a substitute teacher or something. Oh, Josh. And they just forget about you. I've fucking shown them. Oh, Josh, do you want this boomer parenting story, peanut butter? Yes. Hi, Rob and Josh. Absolutely love the podcast. Growing up, my dad was filled with fun, but he also never knew when not to cross the line. He loved a joke and would tickle us until we laughed so much we almost vomited. This was a firm favourite. However, one afternoon, my dad was eating peanut butter on toast. and My sister, who couldn't stand the stuff, started making sick noises and generally being really vocal about how gross it was. Dad asked, have you even ever tried it before? My sister replied, no, it smells so bad, I know I don't like it. Then came the joke. My dad stuck his fingers in the peanut butter and waved it towards my sister. She ran away and the chase went on for a while. My sister was giggling until Dad grabbed her, then shoved his fingers in her mouth. Oh, no. My sister at that moment, with my dad's peanut butter fingers in her mouth, was so traumatised she passed out. Oh, no. She completely blacked out and fell towards my dad. He caught her. We all stopped laughing. And when my sister came around in my dad's arms, she said, I told you I don't like peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, my mum was furious. My sister has never been around peanut butter ever again. And needless to say, dad never forced food on us again. Thanks for always being sexually relatable. Sarah, 432 months from Reading. Shout out to my twin sister, Laura, who is still very much traumatised by the incident. Oh, my word. Do you know what? Some boomer stories are just sort of like horrible. That does feel like a bit of fun that got out of hand. Yeah. It wasn't like dog poo. It was just peanut butter at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, there's a new cat in my garden. Oh. Does that always freak you out? Yeah, don't like it. You know, you get used to the sort of neighbourhood cats. Particularly as you haven't really got a neighbourhood. Yeah, so that is even more suspicious, really. It's completely white as well. Is that normal for a cat? No, I mean, some cats are. Cats are weird, I think, mate. We'll be back next week. Here we go. Here we go. Grandparent names, Josh. You know, we have different names for grandparents. Hi, Rob and Josh. I'm a mum of two boys, Oscar and Flynn Four. Your podcast has kept me sane for the past 12 months. So my dad was a notorious biscuit sneaker. He would give my boys as many biscuits as they wanted, even if we told them not to. Okay. So this is their granddad, right? Yeah. So he lovingly became known as Granddad Biscuit. Nice. But the soft biscuit peddling granddad he became also had a classic boomer parent history growing up. I had a big love of animals. One day, aged about eight, I decided I wanted to be a duck farmer. So my dad brought me six of the most beautifully yellow ducklings, which I adored and raised lovingly. Six is a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Skip forward six months. I went up to the farm to see the horses and ducks. To my horror, my ducks were no longer there. I ran straight to my dad to ask him where they had gone. His answer was, I sold them in the pub. 
What? I was devastated. But in my innocent young mind, they went to live with Santa. But in my now 41-year-old mind, I know they probably end up at Christmas dinner. Fuck. Oh, that's... Hell. Oh, Michelle. Oh, my word. On the farm. Life is brutal on the farm, isn't you it? You don't eat ducks for Christmas, isn't it, Goose? It's turkey, isn't it? Well, yeah, turkey. <laughs> I know it's turkey, but I mean, sometimes people have a goose, don't they? They don't have a fucking mallard, do they? No. What you got here, mallard? Got one of the American, the one of those Canadian geeses from the pond. They're an invasive species, so I've took them. Right, should we do a uh, small business? I was going to say, I got in the car the other, yesterday and Rose plugged in her phone to play Dua Lipa, which is what my daughter listens to exclusively on the way to and from school. Our podcast started playing. I was like, oh my God, we still got that bit at the start where we explain what the podcast is. <laughs> I don't know. I've not listened back. No. I was like, I don't think I've ever listened to this. Yeah. Maybe that's the sort of technique so that people that are new understand. Well, it's working. Keep it in. Keep it in. Yeah, because we are. I would like to say thank you for listening, everyone. The numbers are going up, so that's very nice to see. Yeah. So thank you very, very much. We do appreciate you. And as a thank you, here's some small businesses. <laughs> As a thank you, here us at Businesses. Here we go. Hello, Josh, Rob and Michael. I've listened from the start and now a full-blown addiction. I'm hoping to the podcast. I would love it if you... <laughs> now I'm on heroin. <laughs> yeah. I'd love it if you could recommend a heroin dealer. I would love it if you give a shout-out to my sister's small business. She is a lettering and window artist creating bespoke stationery, gifting and window designs across the Kent area. Ooh. It's always Kent. Always Kent. <laughs> He's a lot of Kent, isn't there? Her business is... Kaylee's dot keepsakes. Kaylee is K A Y L E I G H S dot keepsakes on Instagram. Sure. And the link is https colon forward slash forward slash Instagram dot com forward slash Kaylee's dot keepsakes question mark I G S H I D equals capital M small M. I'm always there now. Capitals, all the ones that follow a capital no, V I M small G I K capital M T B small H capital M small G equals equals. Lovely, get on there as quick as you can. She does it. It's a long, a part-time job and raising two children, but is planning to quit the day job to focus on this full time. Any exposure will help her make this transition successful. Thank you so much. Keep up the top-notch broadcasting, Vicky. Right, okay, here's one that's not Kent, but it's Eastbourne, which is sort of close enough. It's not far, is it? Hello, you sexy and relatable beings. Could you possibly give a small business shout-out for our little endeavour? We're Planet Golf Eastbourne, based unsurprisingly in Eastbourne. A 10-hole, space-themed UV mini golf course. Think astronauts, aliens, and space toilets. Planet Golf is a brainchild of my great mate, Rich, who noticed there wasn't enough affordable and fun family-friendly activities in the Sovereign Harbour end of town. So he convinced me to step away from being a special needs teacher and join him on his quest to build a mini golf course. We work so hard to make our venue accessible for to all ages and abilities, put on regular events such as Astronaut Academy, and we offer a free second round as standard. Would be so chuffed if the Parenting Hill listeners could check out our socials and give us a follow. Insta at planetgolf underscore Eastbourne or Facebook at planetgolfeastbourne. Thank you for all you do to support small businesses. Many thanks, Liz. That is Planet Golf Eastbourne. There we go. We'll have to go down there when we're on tour down there, Josh. Oh, yes, please. Well, I will see you on Tuesday. We'll be back for some more. We'll be in the swing of school runs. Got out of hand. They've got new clubs. They've got new clubs, mate. We're looking down the barrel at a 7.40 a.m. drop-off three days in a row. 
Oh my word. Because they've got preschool clubs. And oh I don't know. my word. So we're getting hyped for that. Anyway, I'll see you next week, Josh. All right. See you in a bit. Bye. Night. Do you ever feel like topical comedy only ever tends to come from one angle? Well, I'm Jeff Norcott, host of What Most People Think, and my show jokes about all sides, jokes about Tories, jokes about Labour, jokes about everyone. If there's any Lib Dems listening, there isn't. (laughs) With returning guests from across the political spectrum, including Ramesh Ranganathan, Simon Evans, Catherine Ryan, Constantine Kissing, David Baddiel, Andrew Doyle, Al Murray, and more. Sometimes we'll make good points, sometimes we'll make cheap jokes, but whatever we do, we'll be trying our best to get to the heart of what most people think. 